0: to this Field of Geeks review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, a.k.a. Ghostbusters 3. I'm Josh. I'm Bill. And I'm Jonah. So I don't know about you guys, I've been waiting for this film for a long, long time. I know 2016 we had Ghostbusters, if you want to call it that. Answer the call. We don't need
1: to talk about that one.
0: No, we don't. We don't. Um, Finally got the third sequel, or second sequel, third movie out of the uh, original franchise, which... I admire about this. It's treats the other ones as Canon, you know, it's passing the torch, which is what we should have got in the first place. So yeah, with that said, before we get into spoilers, let's just quickly just give a spoiler free review and then we'll move on. So whoever wants to start.
1: Well, if you're looking for a nostalgia trip that kind of bridges the generational gap between, you know, old and new fans of ghostbusters, this is the perfect movie for you. You No, my, my daughter loved both of the original Ghostbusters movies and she was very excited to see this one. And it was just really cool to share that with her. Um, I think this is the first Ghostbusters movie that actually got me emotional. So wow. that was good. Um, it wasn't the, I mean, granted the other one, the, the first two were made in the eighties and that was kind of the norm to make it kind of a hokey, you know, comedic affair kind of thing. Mm. But this one was, um, kind of like um nolan's batman to schumacher's you know <laughs> batman forever oh, yeah. i mean that's kind of a, a horrible analogy i know but this one's a little more dark um there is comedic moments in it it does feel like a ghostbusters movie don't get me wrong but sure. um it does uh it does kind of up the ante as far as where the franchise is going from here i um I
2: a couple of things i do think yeah it was it was the right amount of nostalgia without being super heavy handed. There was maybe just a couple of parts that, you know, we can get to more in the spoilers that I was like, Oh, you know, okay. I get why it's there. A little forced, but it's cool. I'll let it be. And then, um, I do think that it it towed that line well of like really what the first movie did, where it was, you had those bits of comedy throughout it, but you had, you know, some, uh, little drama, a little tension. I remember as a kid, as much as I loved the first Ghostbusters and seeing it in the theater, there was parts that scared me.
1: Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah,
2: And I can see that kind of being the same way here with, you know, maybe some of that younger audience, the same age. Um, it wasn't what I really liked about it is that it wasn't slapstick like they did. I know we didn't want to mention the, the last Ghostbusters uh, <laughs> what was that,
0: what'd you say? 2016 or yeah, uh, know, fif- how- maybe 15. Yeah.
2: But that one was so slapstick that it Mm -hmm. didn't feel like Ghostbusters to me, even though it was called Ghostbusters. And the real clever thing about the first two Ghostbusters movies, really, really the first one more so, is that they relied really heavily on the comedic talents of the actors Mm -hmm. and not force the jokes and I think that they did a really good job here with that, especially with the younger girl. She was super funny. And it, and again, it was really natural. It wasn't forced. You know, when you got Paul Rudd, who is always playing himself, but there's nothing wrong with that because no. everyone loves Paul Rudd. Um, again, it, it just the comedy became so natural at the moments that it was there.
0: As- yeah, absolutely. Definitely.
1: I think that McKenna Grace played Phoebe in the movie. I think she stole the show.
0: Oh, for sure. Yes. For sure.
1: And you got that from the, like, my the ads character. and
0: so on. She's just a good, committed actor. And, yeah, they really got her look down like Egons in a way. But it's different. But it's you can tell there's, like, a, a link there. I was super excited. We took the whole whole family to see it. It's all uh IMAX. Very intense. A lot of jump scares. I think more than I was expecting. Everything is top-notch. You know, uh, the visual effects pretty good story uh jason reitman you know he's known for his indie film so this is you know this was kind of an ambitious you know uh take for him to do an action film with a lot of effects in it but i think he pulled it off very nicely like the story you could say a little bit of a rehash kind of force awakens if you will but overall i i enjoyed it. it it's getting us to a right direction i think and I just hope they keep making more. I think they're going to. It, the box office has been great for this film. A lot of merchandise is being sold right now. It's crazy. Still didn't get our damn Ecto 1. Although, I guess if you hashtag high C and Ghostbusters, I think you may get some sent to you. So I really hope I get a crate uh, dumped oh, at my door. Your- Ecto cooler? Yeah, uh- yeah. We got that for the 2015, but yeah, it's like, really? Of all films, why not this one? <laughs> but I do have a quick question before we head into spoilers. If the 2015, 2016, forgive me, I forgot what year it was—it came out. Do you think if it was more of a passing of the torch rather than a remake? Because it was a wasted remake. It was all female characters, which is fine. I don't care about that. But a you know, remake to me is you're going to recast Ray, Egon, Peter, Winston. But they didn't do that. But they gave us a character like Egon with uh, Holtzman, which was a standout of that film. My, my daughter loved her character. And I think, I mean, I did too, for the most part. Um, that was a very improv driven film. It just, you know, I don't know. It was, I think it was pointless to remake it. I think a reboot would have been more acceptable. But what are your guys's opinion? You think it would have been received better if it was more of a reboot?
1: I think uh, if it would have been, I don't know. I think if it would have been more in line with the previous movies and not an SNL sketch, <laughs> yeah. um, then it would have been received a lot better. Um, I mean, a passing of the torch would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like a, a new generation of Ghostbusters and and a taking over and everything like that would have been mm. more acceptable to me. I think, but. I think everything that they could have done in the 2016 Ghostbusters they definitely did in Afterlife. So,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, passing the torch, uh I mean, you know, discovering the equipment, that's that's all the things I wanted to see.
1: It's kind of like an alternate universe
0: Ghostbusters
1: right. to me. It's not it, it's kind of like inspired by Ghostbusters, not necessarily mm-hmm continuing
0: and they did talk about that 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 last one could be in its own universe and maybe maybe someday they'll cross them over i mean you could just kind of tweak the weaknesses of that um those characters if you will like you know if the next one's ghostbusters no way home for instance and they come to our universe (laughs) you know i'm sure it'll be handled a lot better but i don't know what what do you think joe anything it could have been better received given it was canon i guess
2: I think it would have been better received if it was more of a of a continuation of the original stories. Mm-hmm. You can. And again, yeah, and bring in this all female cast, but tie them in a little bit more closely with the original Ghostbusters, which yeah. they didn't really do at all. Because I think that I mean, even like the cameos we had, they weren't playing no their roles like no. Bill Murray was there as somebody completely different. Right. Ernest was there as somebody completely different. If you would have had Ernie Hudson be, and I, I don't remember the actress's name, her uncle, but have him be Winston. Um, yes. That, I think that would have been a lot better received by by everyone. And again, I think if they would have allowed, you had some great comedic actresses in those roles, allow them to, you know, because some of my favorite parts of that movie was the bits where they're playing off of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, my least favorite parts was, again, more of the slapstick kind of thing. Right. Uh, And so I think if they had stuck more true to the original formula, updated it, but made it more legacy, uh, I do think it would have been much better received. That said, I hope that they leave those characters alone and we don't see them again. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to continue forward uh, with this, you know, because, again, not to get super spoilery, but they did set it up kind of in the end. To where we could see more of these types of stories with these characters that we're following now, mm-hmm. I'd much rather that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd much rather uh,
2: of Phoebe, who uh, you know, Bill, you mentioned it earlier on, and it's definitely worth reiterating is that McKenna Grace totally oversh- overshadowed uh, Finn, yes. her older brother. Uh, yeah, well I expected more from him. He was
1: just sort of there, right. I did. I did expect more from him, but at the same time, with them kind of setting it up for more stories in the future, I think maybe the next one might focus on him a little bit more. Yeah, kind that, of finding his place or sure. something like that. He he kind of just seemed like yeah, he was there. He was like the you know oh woe is me I don't have a signal on my cell phone
0: <laughs> typical
1: teenager kind of character, but
0: yeah. Well, and this doesn't um, spoil anything, but from the trailers, he fixes Ecto 1. So, I guess that was his purpose and I guess to have a a romantic summer fling kind of thing. I don't know. Um yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, McKenna definitely stole the show. She was kind of the outcast in a way. You could say like not popular. I mean, she had to make she had to make well, she made these quirky jokes that only like someone super smart would appreciate probably but
2: what did you guys think of uh Carrie Coon's portrayal as the mother?
0: She was my least
1: favorite member of the cast.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Honestly. Um she just kinda like every up until a certain point in the movie. She just like every scene she was in, she's like, oh screw science. Like science is dumb. Like <laughs> it's not, you know
0: An actual line. I don't
1: know. <laughs> It's kind of she was just kind of there like, yeah,
0: I I understand. Yeah, she
1: did have more. I mean, she did have some good development. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I didn't really care for her too much. Like every time she was she walked into the scene, I'm like, oh, great. She's going to complain about her father and tell her daughter how science is stupid, even though that's her daughter's (laughs) passion. I just Uh, I
2: I didn't really get a lot of chemistry between her and um, Paul Rudd's character.
1: I didn't either. It seemed like just a yeah, a match of convenience or yeah. proximity more than mutual attraction.
0: Right, right, yeah. But I do like how she wasn't like a perfect mom. You know, she she wasn't good with finances and things like that. It wasn't kind of like you know, it wasn't Disney esque, if you will. You know, like oh, yeah. she's great and da, da 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 da. But she, you know, she's she's flawed, and I I, I did like that. Maybe the material just wasn't enough for, she's a good actress, and I thought she did decent. Um, yeah, their chemistry, it's certainly not the worst chemistry. I think they'll develop her more as we go. Yeah.
1: I will say, though, um, real quick before we get into more of the um, content of the movie and everything, if you're, um, and this is total sidebar, but if you go see the movie at Flicks and you get there early enough for the pre-show, you're in for just a wild ride. It's really cool. So not only do they show like kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the first movie, or like how they did the practical effects for Slimer, um, but they show the music video for the Go- Ghostbusters theme.
0: Yes, they oh, nice. show
1: the commercials for Ecto Cooler, for Ghostbusters cereal, for <laughs> the three-liter Coke. Uh, it, it was pretty cool to me. I don't know. That was awesome. to me that was worth it. It was kind of like a trip back in yeah. back in time, you know. One thing
2: I will, I will, I do think sort
1: of not, not necessarily skewed
2: my view, but altered kind of my perception of, of the movie going experience is we didn't watch it in a, a crowded theater or we didn't watch it in a theater with a bunch of strangers. Like uh, my wife's family, we actually rented out a theater. Oh, nice. There was oh, wow. 25 or 26 of us, all Ghostbusters fans, all family members. And so we, were, we weren't necessarily an unruly bunch, but we were cheering, clapping. Uh, That's cool. And, and laughing yeah. and, and that really sort of like made the experience and maybe the movie that much more nostalgic and better for me Because mm-hmm. when seeing it with loved ones that, uh, all of and everyone's like really into it. And so that's great. It was, a yeah, fun.
1: to me it was, yeah, I had a lot of that. And I mean, granted I was in a theater with a bunch of strangers too, but, um, I, I got a lot of that, um, kind of the, the fan reactions like, Oh man, you know, like the old, especially from the older generations, it kind of reminded me of like when I went to go see uh, Mortal Kombat or like the live action Disney movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of the old generation taking the new generation to see it. and mm-hmm. The yeah. old generation is just geeking out over, you know, when they first showed Acto 01, I was like, yes. Yeah. You know, so there was uh, there's definitely some fuck yeah moments from the older audience.
0: Oh, I yeah. It, so. I remember uh, I fist bumped my daughter. I was like, yeah, this is great, isn't it? Because we were just, like, blown away. And, yeah, it's got a lot of those moments, which, you know, outweighs any dislikes I have. I, you know, I like, I, I love the film. Okay, I do love it. But, yeah, I do have some issues, which we're going to get into spoilers. But overall, you yeah. should definitely go see this film. It It's worth your money, and it's worth taking the family, I think.
1: I'll echo that real quick, just because I was writing down like my pros and cons last night. And I think I have like three things that I didn't like about the movie and a whole paragraph of stuff that I loved about it. That
0: sounds about right with me.
1: It's uh, it's definitely, even if you're not a huge Ghostbusters fan, if you're aware of the movies, if you watch them growing up, it's a great movie to go see.
2: Uh, Agreed. Uh, It's definitely worth seeing Uh, the, the good, the pros really outweigh the cons yes and so yeah i I highly recommend it
0: great well with that said we're gonna get into spoilers so hang tight go see the film or if you want to be spoiled join us so all right well let's get right into it who wants to start did you guys get the feeling that paul Rudd was kind of the
1: um avatar for the like older audience yes like how he's just kind of geeking out over the, you know, Ghostbusters equipment. Like, yeah, he's us. a great replica. Like, yeah, you don't know about the Ghostbusters. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, he
2: was. Yeah, he was definitely uh, us. So yeah. he was our because Paul Rudd's about our age. Right. I mean, he's maybe a little well, bit older.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think, think he's so. I think he's in his 50s. So he's like 10 years older or less. So. But yeah, I mean, yeah. He, it's Paul Rudd. He could pass as a 20 year old. He's He looks great.
2: Right. He looks the exact same as he did when he was trying to date. Yes, Elise Overstone back in Clueless.
0: Yes, yeah. he's a
2: vampire. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was definitely our kind of like our entry point. Or he was yeah. he was up in the movie for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I like how uh, he showed the the kids the the movies. Like he just kind of phoned in the summer school teaching just so he could pursue his um, you know, size. Uh, what, what was his deal? Seismology. Seismology. Yeah. It
1: was- he was like researching the earthquakes that were taking place in the town and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. um, he kind of became like a mentor sort of to Phoebe. I mean, I right. think Phoebe probably could have talked they spoke him the
0: same too, language. But, yep.
1: Yeah. And he didn't steal the show. I was no. really a lot of the, in the trailer. I mean, they show a lot of Paul Rudd, but it's, it's definitely not a, you know, Judd Apatow flick where Paul Rudd's like the main character. It's, Right. Um he he does make a good character in the movie. Um he's a very essential character, but he doesn't uh he doesn't steal it from no the younger cast, which I think the younger cast was more of the focus.
0: Which yeah, I think they held the movie pretty well on their own. Um did you find it like super irresponsible? <laughs> like why would you want to let a ghost out of a trap?
1: I found it irresponsible, but then he he also makes the comment that like Science is punk rock, man. It's strange. <laughs> yeah. I think he was just like, let's just do this and see what happens. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think the curiosity of wanting to know if anything was even in the trap outweighed the uh, uh, sort of the, the idea behind unleashing something. So, yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. But it's funny after they do it, it's like they don't really talk about it. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, would do you want to be like, um, evacuate? <laughs> but I get it. It's a film and we wouldn't get to the climax without them doing that. Um, but mm. damn, the sound, I don't know about you guys, but I was an IMAX. So everything that, you know, was like a, like a kind of a jump scare or just a jump in sound. Like, man, you felt it. It was really, <laughs> my daughter had to like put her hands over ears Sometimes I felt bad, but I was same time. Like, this is cool. I like this. It's cool. I feel like you're there, but uh, I will say this. I, I, The first time I think I really was like, ooh, I don't like that too well, was when Ray said Egon can go to hell. I didn't like that. The whole thing about Egon taking the equipment and leaving just seemed, it didn't seem like, I don't know, it didn't seem like Egon, I guess. It seemed a little far-fetched to me, but I get it because Harold passed in real life, so they kind of have to, you know get that mystery going and but it felt like more of a ray thing than the egon thing you know like it felt like ray should have been the one obsessed with that um cave and that town and and they refer to him having a family house i think in the first ghostbusters and i always thought that was that house because state Mm -hmm. puff Mm -hmm. the state puff marshmallows are painted on side of a Uh, you know, a small town building. And I thought, well, this is where Ray grew up maybe because he's, he's the one that thought of the uh, marshmallow man. So yeah, I don't know if that bothered you guys, but it,
1: it did at first. Um, I think it was resolved pretty well and explained pretty well towards the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still don't kind of get it. I mean, Egon was always the kind of straight man in the, in the ghostbusters. You know, he kind of yeah. acted as that foil between Ray and Peter. Peter. Peter thank yeah. you. But, yeah, for them to just be like, you know what, Egon, you're crazy. And for him to just be like, well, screw you. I'm taking all the equipment and I'm going to <laughs> Somerville. Okay. Right. Um, That, that was a little well, weird. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that story play out. I mean, I know they can't really do that. but
0: Right. Well, I mean, how come none of them believed him? That seemed... Off too, like really, none yeah. of them. They've seen all this crazy shit before, and they they don't believe Egon. Like not even enough to go do a road trip, and you know. Or yeah. a lot of people say, well, when Egon discovered all that shit, why didn't he just send pictures <laughs> and do a video, like things like that? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a weak weak well, sauce.
1: Yeah, I did kind of get get Ray's stance on it, though. He was like, "There's always a cave with ancient paintings, like yeah. go chasing ghosts." Like he. He very much, he got the sense that he, like, dumped his entire life into the Ghostbusters thing, and then it just never went anywhere. And he's he's in this small little shop, and everybody else has kind of gone on and been successful, with right. the exception of Egon. Is like, that yeah. the same shop that he owned in, in Ghostbusters 2? Yep,
0: Raise a Cult.
2: Yeah. All right, that's what I thought. I thought that was a—because that was really, like, one of the only callbacks to that second movie—
0: Yeah, and I was actually afraid they were ignoring it. And Jason Reitman actually confirmed, no, they are not ignoring it. It's canon, and Mm -hmm. they're going to pursue more callbacks at film in the the second one. Uh, I did read something very quickly and not really much into it. I hope it's wrong, but they're talking about vigo could come back in the second one i'm like that's just mimicking too much to me you know like yeah i would love to see him back but maybe as a side character or something maybe i don't know but the actor is no longer with us so you know i think that's too i think it's too remaking kind of in a way yeah
1: i don't think we really need to touch too much on the previous films after the end of this one
0: right do your own thing i mean yeah a little callbacks maybe but yeah
1: Little callbacks will be, are fine in know, the firehouse, Griggs. of course.
0: We want the right. firehouse back.
2: They call back to Vigo if any. I would be more okay with it if it gives us more Dana. Like if if we get more Sigourney Weaver in the next right. one, I would be. I was
0: really shocked. She just was in a small scene in the put one of the first post-credit scene.
2: Well, it's funny because her name popped up in the credits, and then I was like, I was like, Sigourney Weaver's not in this movie exactly. Like, and it cut to the scene with her and Peter, which. I loved that scene. That scene was awesome.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know what made it perfect to me is if Oscar came in the background and been like, what are you guys up to? Something like that. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because, would... you know. They kind of just ignored Oscar. Which right. Which is a little weird. And I had a theory about um, Paul Rudd's character was maybe he was a grown up Oscar. But then, I, you know, doing, doing the math, which if you do the math, Carrie Coon's 40. So, she existed during the first Ghostbusters. So... I get the feeling from this film Egon had a daughter after two. So I'm not sure, but it really makes him a deadbeat dad if she existed the whole time. <laughs> you know, it's like I kind of hate that too. The yeah, he just so abandoned really her, her and like the, what?
1: The father too much.
0: Yeah, I just don't um yeah. I don't know. It,
2: I, it, and Josh, I agree with your points about kind of the whole re- like uh Egon's uh, whole reason for being there, how he got there, the fact that he left everybody high and dry, uh, the, especially his his partners. Um, yeah, it didn't really jive with me either. Yeah. Uh, and that was probably one of my biggest contentions with the, the story is just how, how much of the character they sort of uh, altered mm-hmm. just because they could to fit... To, you know, to fit the plot points, essentially, right? Uh, a lot of that didn't make didn't make sense. Um, that said, and I'm this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I thought that the way they handled him in the end, as oh, far as God, putting yeah, putting him in there, I thought that was great. Yes, uh, it even brought tears to my eyes. I'm not going to lie,
0: I got close. Uh, yeah, I,
2: I thought that that was Definitely. really well done. How they did that because uh, it. I I wasn't sure, you know. I'm always hesitant when they do something like that. Like, you know, for example, putting you know Carrie Fisher at the end of Rogue One. yeah right. Yep. Uh, but here, I, I thought it was actually really well done. And I think that the fact that he, you know, they made him look like a ghost uh, was definitely the
0: right. That helped cover up yeah. some of the CG. Yeah, for sure. Right. There's for only right. a few but shots I was have- like, "Ooh, that's a little fake looking." But overall, I'm like, "Great job." Yeah, but they
2: don't have they well, don't have the same thing which is good. Yeah, he's 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 just there, kind of in in spirit. I thought that was really well.
0: And they teased that, when that he was, was. kind of like he was kind of around the house, like he was, yeah. Phoebe was showing all of his um, awards. She's like, "How'd you make this?" And the light goes to to all the the whole board. And I like how he never talked. Obviously, they couldn't really get that to happen unless they really went into sampling his audio, but. Um, I'm
1: glad they didn't. Yeah. I'm yeah. I think it was great. Like dub in a fake voice for him Yes. Jesus.
0: It was what I wanted to see. That hand appears on uh, Phoebe's Proton, the gun part. I was like, oh, it's Egon. Like, this is so cool. And he's in this Ghostbuster gear and rocking a beard. And which the beginning did a really good job of. Um, not really showing his face, but you could in profile kind of, it was weird. It's like, I don't know if they had an actor with prosthetics or, or if they just CG manipulated it. But that whole um beginning was really tense for a Ghostbusters film. Like it was, it was dark. Like yeah. he had that horrific car accident and then he kills himself, I think. Right. Cause he doesn't want to get possessed. He's in the chair and that, in the, um, in the, is it the PKE meter? It has a new feature where it becomes like a, um, A taser yeah and he did it to himself right because i thought when i first saw it i thought he did it to the the hands that came out but i think he killed himself so he couldn't be possessed so that's pretty dark i don't know if you guys got that or not i don't know if it's been confirmed i
2: did not pick up on that and i probably have to see it again to to get a
0: better sense. but that i mean that makes sense because he didn't get possessed otherwise he would have
1: it, yeah. it does make sense from a certain standpoint, too, because they say that he died of a heart attack. Right. right. He just
0: shot himself with the, um, <laughs> the thing.
1: So, yeah, maybe if he, like, overcharged the PK and, like, jammed it into his yeah. arm or something like that, like, haha, you're not going to get me, Gozer.
0: Like, right. I'll have the last laugh, and I'll come back and help uh, take you down. Uh, what'd you think of is Olivia Munn? Who, who was she in that? She was Gozer. No, was she? Let me double check. She wasn't the voice, but she was. She was, yeah, Olivia. Oh, Olivia Wilde. I'm sorry, Olivia Wilde was gozer. I recognize that right away. The the facial structure.
2: And Olivia Wilde's the one from House,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: so she didn't voice I, her, but she played the the new version. Which I'm kind of shocked they didn't try to keep it canon with the old. But I, it's fine. It's I'll forgive it.
1: I, I thought like the the whole point of Gozer in the first one was that it was that Gozer is androgynous, so it kind of had that like David Bowie look, yeah, kind of thing. Yes, um, yep. It was a little it was a little more feminine in this one, but you right. Know, whatever, it's a very very small gripe. Um, I was I was kind of stoked that they brought back Gozer.
0: And the, and the the question, that. right? And the question, are you a I god?
2: That. I love the part when she asks if uh, if he's a god if they're a god
1: like like, Ray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was cool.
1: I did I did like seeing the old cast return. Like that that brought a huge smile to my face, even though Yes. I mean, God, Ernie Hudson, whatever he's doing, keep it up, man.
0: Well like, oh, yeah, oh he looks great. great.
1: Yeah, but like Bill Murray kind of took me out of it a little bit, yeah. Because I'm like, God, he's so old. I mean, I, I, you know, what? He just didn't look cleaned up. He's an
0: old guy. He didn't. It's like makeup department was like, we're not touching his hair. (laughs) I mean, I'm fine with the gray, you know, but it's like comb this shit, you know. It's like.
1: At at the same time, at least they didn't like Michael Douglas's character. Oh God, no, no. Facelifted him to hell.
0: Did you feel like he kind of phoned it in? Out of all of them, Bill Murray. Murray. Yeah,
2: a little, a little, but little, you know what? Yeah, it's also one of those um, things I think where, was... you know, just from what, you know, documentaries I've seen and things like that with, with people working with Bill Murray, they probably didn't know he was going to show up until he actually just showed up. <laughs> yeah. They probably had no idea yeah. whether he was actually going to be there or not until he arrives. And they're yeah. like, all right, let's shoot. And that's probably why, one, he wasn't too cleaned up. Yeah, and two, he might have been phoning some of that in because he literally just got there
1: that day and was like, all right, let's do this. Right. Right, right.
0: <laughs> it wasn't terrible, but
1: kind of a sense that he was.
0: I just felt like he wasn't bringing it at all. Yeah, yeah. Even the, even the post credits well, scene, I don't know. I just felt like he could have been a little bit better. Like even Sigourney Weaver felt like she was really acting better than he was. I don't know. I mean, I know he's yeah. he's on record for like not really giving too much of a shit about doing. I mean, they would have had a Ghostbusters three many times if he had said yes but he didn't even read the scripts of course he had a falling out with Harold Remus and then he does Garfield which at the time like really Bill like you're not gonna give us Ghostbusters 3 but we're gonna you're gonna voice two Garfield uh in two Garfield films like come on man what the hell but I mean I'm glad he finally came back again he was in the remake or yeah the remake uh, as a different character but I still appreciated them coming back, obviously, you knew it was coming, oh, yeah. but you know, the damn stupid TV ad really, or not TV ad? I think it was the last trailer. And I get why they, they teased that, but I knew they were coming at the end this time because of that stupid trailer, you know? And I, I wish that would have been more of a surprise, but you know, it is what it is. I was really hoping, cause throughout the film, I was like, what about Ghostbusters two? What about Ghostbusters two? And when they were there, when they appeared, I was really hoping Ecto-1A was behind them. Unless that was the same car from the... You know, I never understood that from, you know, the first movie, second movie. Mm-hmm. They they f- either fix up the Ecto-1 or they get a whole new car. Probably made more sense just to yeah. revamp the original car. But, you know.
1: The thing, the thing is with the second movie is that it really didn't... I, I don't want to say that it didn't need to be made, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was to make new toys (laughs)
0: yeah
1: well you had the animated series too yep yep but um yeah i mean i i love that with the when uh trevor's working on the ecto-1 and he's trying to get it to start over it kind of looked like the ecto-1 took on a life of its own and like repaired itself
0: was that egon though you think
1: I think that was Egon. That's what yeah. I got,
0: but you know, who knows? I mean, it's it's a freaking Ghostbusters film, so maybe, maybe there's a spirit in the car. You never know. Yeah, I, but
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I was that that does make a little more sense than the car just being possessed and
2: yeah, I, fixing I think,
1: itself. But
2: I, I mean, something to explore. Car in this with the uh, the gunner seat that pops out. And yes. Large, yeah. Uh, drone car. Because-
1: I love that. That yep. was from uh that was from the real
0: Ghostbusters. Oh you're right. The
1: cartoon show where they had yep. the, the gunner seat popped out.
0: Yeah. I um, like I like how they yeah, they, they did some uh updates to the car. Like they had the the uh ramp that drops for the uh mobile uh ghost trap. That was cool. Um yeah, all that stuff was cool. I like how they just played around with, you know, the old and had some new elements in there. And obviously, that, that damn car has got quite an engine that r- realistically could not do what it did, you know, in the cornfields and stuff. I think, looking <laughs> at behind the scenes, it has a Corvette engine in it, I think. Like, they souped it up. I'm not trying to nitpick. Uh, I still dug it. I loved seeing a fishtail in the cornfield and do what it was doing. Like, that was awesome how it was fishtailing around the streets and trying to get that ghost and like that was really great action and i was really impressed like i said jason reitman's an indie filmmaker so yeah. did not see him pulling this off really because i mean it's a whole new i mean i think he just did his homework and of course. His father, Ivan Reitman, was by his side, supposedly, the whole time during production. He even joked, like, imagine going to work with your dad. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you take your son to work or your daughter to work, but yeah, the other way around.
2: One of the things that um, I wanted more from this movie was more ghosts. Mm, yep. I wanted, even if it was, you remember that the big montage we got in the first one when the ghosts all come out and they're kind of running amok across the city? Yep. We got a lot more of that in the first. You're thing. right. You There's just, you just a couple of snippets here where you got kind of the zombie looking dudes in a cafe. Yep. Uh, but I wanted I wanted more ghosts. We only had the one little six ar- six legged six armed muncher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely wanted more ghosts. I thought that that was missing from this.
1: Yeah. I kind of wanted to see Slimer make a comeback. But you think that's a New York you know, thing, I mean,
0: though? Do you think those are New York ghosts? I, and that's why?
1: I think we'll get that – yeah, I think if we – well, if and when we get a sequel, I think we'll probably get more Slimer then.
0: Right, and there's uh, so many other – For all we know, yeah. he's
1: in the containment unit. In the yeah,
0: Right, like at the basement, end, yeah. right? Is that what you think what they're referring to? Like, it's. I'm, sure, I'm shocked yeah. it's still there, the containment unit. Like, it's still got stuff in it after all these years. But like they said, Ernie Hudson's character owns the damn thing and has been paying Ray's rent. Like, he's – Yeah, it, they –
1: they really built up Winston in this movie. Oh, for sure. So there's a, a little Easter egg that you, that a lot of people might not have caught, but I guess, so all of them have PhDs now, including Winston. Really? And yeah, I think that was like in the, in the shot where they're in his office. He's got like a, Oh yeah. 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 A PhD. Um, That was actually from the 2009 Ghostbuster video game.
0: Oh Which yes, is considered
1: like a continuation from Ghostbusters 2. Yep. So they kind of—I'm glad that they kind of put in those little references to real Ghostbusters and to yeah,
0: video games that was written like by so. that was written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd that game or some of it was yeah. yeah. So
1: and they—I uh, think they provided voice acting for it. Too. They did. It's, That's uh, the only
0: time you get them back, really, and it's probably because Harold and Bill weren't together in a room. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. separate. Yeah, you can. Buy that game. In fact, it's like twenty bucks, I think, right now for PS four, maybe five even. Yeah. And, and they
1: uh huh. I'll have to check that out. They remastered it in two thousand sixteen, I think. To yes. for re release, kinda to piggyback off the the other film. I'm probably gonna download that soon and maybe do a playthrough on my channel or something. Oh that'd be um, great. They'd... It's uh I, I think it's cool they did those little callbacks and like little Easter eggs. It's kind of it's definitely one of those movies that I'll have to go back and watch again just to like see what little things I can pick up. Yes. I totally understand why. But the only other gripe I had with this movie was that Lewis wasn't in it. And right. I really would have liked I really would have liked Rick Moranis to just make a cameo or something. I totally understand why he he didn't feel comfortable doing that. Sure. But I, I really would have liked to see him, like, maybe walk in with Janine or whatever. Or know? Winston at the uh,
0: end, right? Like,
1: Yeah, or, like, be, be Winston's, like, BP or something.
0: Oh, hell, yeah, or even be, be a Ghostbuster at the end with the, the monster, you know, or the yeah, yeah, cause, Gozer. Well, yeah, because
1: yeah, that was a huge part of his arc in the second one. Is right. That, you know, the others were busy with Vigo, so he kind of went and cleaned up the streets a little bit. Yeah. But another thing, too, uh, McKenna Grace actually sings the uh, closing song over the credits.
0: Yes, Haunted House, right? Yeah, so that was... That was a good song. Man, um, that Catchy. was a good song. And uh, it was
1: kind of cool like that um, they, they had a lot of MCU cast members in this, too. Right. I mean, of course, you got Paul Rudd. Uh, McKenna Grace played a young Carol Danvers. Carrie Coon, she was uh, Proxima Midnight. Yep, in the Infinity War movie, and then J.K. Simmons, of course. Yes, you know, J. Jonah Jameson. That's
0: right. Yeah, um,
1: the sheriff, something Woodbine. I can't remember okay. what his name. Yeah, um, he was the second Shocker. In uh, that's right, in Homecoming. So
0: and he gave us yeah, the line. Are you going to call?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do think that was cool that that she used her one phone call to call Ray.
0: (laughs) Right. That was was cool. I loved, uh, I couldn't wait for her to dial that number. I really couldn't. Um, Yeah. Dan Aykroyd's daughter supposedly was one of the deputies. And then one quick thing, Egon at the end, when they did his ghost, uh, Ivan Reitman was the stand-in for that ghost. Yeah. So he actually got suited up and with the proton pack and everything. Isn't that cool? That is cool. It's pretty damn special. Yeah.
1: I will say that part, like seeing the four of them, standing side by side like that got me
0: and they kind of you know, look like, at him like what yeah yeah Akroy did some yeah he he got a little you know his eyes got a little wet and you know because they were i think they're very close obviously you know mm-hmm. in the movie and then outside the movie but yeah overall very special yeah a lot of great outweighs you know the bad if you want to say bad it's just I me mean, you know some things that just kind of like uh, you know i'll go with it fine but <laughs> you know i can't wait to see it again
1: kind of got the sense that the the new like main four of the young cast is kind of like a parallel of the old cast too like yeah exactly um you can kind of see like how each one of them sort of portrays the the main four but uh i thought it was cool it was a nice passing of the torch yes um, way what better we should have got 16 yep. 16 version and uh Definitely one that I will be buying the day it comes out.
0: Oh, for sure. We'll both, we'll all be in line for it.
1: (laughs) I have to add that to my, um, Ghostbusters two pack that I've got.
0: Nice. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Any, anything else, Jonah?
1: Uh, no,
2: I agree with basically everything you guys have said. Uh, It's an excellent, uh, excellent continuation of the original two. I'm excited to see where it goes next. Uh, I think that, um, what they've set up uh, is going to be, especially if they keep going with this current cast, I think it's going to be really special. So I'm, I'm
1: stoked.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yep. I, and I really, I agree.
1: I really hope that uh, Jason Reitman holds on to it.
0: Yeah. At least does I one more. It's maybe. That, yep.
1: I think that's something that he, well, I think it was cool that Ivan Reitman kind of gave him his blessing and mm-hmm. he at first didn't want to do anything with Ghostbusters. And he was like, well, if anybody's going to do it, it should be right. You know, me and Dan Aykroyd and, it should very much mirror what we've done with the past two films. And so I, I really hope they stay involved with it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll, we'll necessarily need to see the original for Ghostbusters. If there's a new movie, I think the kids will kind of become their own thing.
0: I just love Ray to have like a library in the, in the Ghostbusters headquarters. And like, they just go to him like for knowledge. Like, I think that would be really cool yeah, way like, to utilize him, or call him, yeah. or go to his shop, you know?
2: I yeah. think the you only, the only one that I'd want to see him bring back at this point. You know, even aside from Ray would be Winston as oh, yeah. sort of the benefactor.
1: Yes. Yeah, I could I could see him kind of being like the you
0: know, like the old Bruce Wayne character. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kind of, the the Charlie to the Angels, so to speak.
0: Right. But yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think it's well deserved. You know, I think he was um not used as much in the um in the originals and that was because Eddie Murphy was supposed to be him uh, and they had a lot of dialogue for him obviously Ernie Hudson's more of a serious actor but you know he's funny he can be funny too and you know over the years it's been really him that's put on the the gear and stuff and gone to cons and really gotten the fans engaged you know staying engaged and I met him super nice guy got his autograph and just he's very humble and it's just well deserved I think to let his character grow a little bit and kind of be bigger in in some ways uh you know because I just think uh, and he'd even admitted to it he he was kind of dealt you know uh, uh, you know lesser deck of cards if you will so um, I'm happy he's getting um his chance to shine more in this franchise I think it's well deserved so yeah I I think we're all agreeing like love to see more can't wait and I, by the looks of things it's gonna happen for sure it's uh, it's making a lot of money so that's great with that said uh, we'll be back with another review I'm Josh I'm Bill and I'm Jonah
1: and maybe I still do but I think you wanna see something I needed to lose no it's not healthy it doesn't help me but I do it anyways looking at photos reading the letters
0: that you gave me a ghost never leaves a haunted house.